Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox, and today we're going to talk about the five D's of leading a worship ministry. You do not want to miss this. Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams in practical components of local church leadership. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful for you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com, and we'd also be honored to have you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Heading now to today's episode with Tim Price. The goal of the worship team is to help engage the church in meaningful corporate worship. It doesn't just happen automatically. It requires many factors to fall into place. Above all, it requires a heart captured by God. A spirit-filled leader who is willing to humbly walk the road as a servant leader in the congregation. So Tim, how's it going? It's going pretty well. I've been hanging around, seeing what's next. (laughs) trying things out yeah talking to people we had a couple people in our ministry this last week uh transition from moving you know moving to new places in south council last sunday uh had a little pizza party out in the parking lot i saw the photos for uh different different people been interesting that's always weird and people are leaving but it also is interesting because it kind of is a spurt of energy for everybody for in like a reverse kind of way yeah it's kind of like they're I don't know. There's a lot of identity in the fact that everybody's rallying around somebody as they send them off, kind of. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, as as worship leaders, we we know that like part of our job is you know we're training up other churches' worship leaders, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, most of them don't hang around and stay at your church. So you, so hopefully you're doing it. We're all doing a good job as worship leaders, training up those who uh, we serve alongside with, so we can send them off. You know, that's part of it, right? Train up, send off. That's kind of like the whole thing. You know. Yep. And uh, and it's yeah, awesome. maybe we should get like a little website going of like, hey, I got a great guitar player, average singer, and I need two drummers and a <laughs> <laughs> just like trade. <laughs> all we just we just went into like Spanish, uh, fantasy sports world where it's like, <laughs> man, I have a great goalie and I have a great defenseman, but I need a couple power forwards. I'll trade you one of my goalies. You know, now we're just like going places. <laughs> I've got a I've got a talker and somebody who plays during a sound check, but they're really great electric, and I'm looking for a. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. To get back on track, though, Tim, I th- uh, you're talking about the excitement that, that that causes, and I think there's also like some energy and positivity that's built when you send someone off. Um, in the fact of like now there is a need, you know, like there's mm-hmm. a, an actual need, and um, you know, you can you can go back and and hear this in one of the earlier podcasts, but it's like the the empty drum set that's sitting up there, yeah. and, and and eventually, you know, someone came up to you and was like, hey, you know, I see you got a drum set up here. I'm a drummer. Do you need me to play? You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, by having that need there, it, it kind of also helps fill itself in a way. So yeah, that's really true. What is this 5d model for worship leadership? What yeah. is this thing? This is something that's sort of old, but, uh, my brother kind of came up with it or showed it to me. Maybe he heard it somewhere. Who knows? Maybe we need to give credit somewhere, but, uh, it's been several years that we did a seminar on this topic and, mm-hmm. So as we were planning to record a couple podcasts, I thought we'd pull this out because it was helpful back then and it's always kind of been in the back of my mind. The the 5D model or whatever you want to call it is just five words that begin with D okay. that help you in this process of planning and, and putting together uh, your worship ministry in general. Here are the five Ds. They are dedication, development, direction, delivery, and debriefing. Mm. And our little podcast script here will kind of just take us through the highlight of each of those. 
But here's why it's um, such a big deal, and that's because they're all tied together. So delivery <laughs> is what everybody sees, yeah. like the weekend delivery. Sunday morning church, Saturday night church, whenever you have worship, mm-hmm. that's what everybody sees. And they see the delivery in terms of how the music sounds and how the people look and how they stand and how they engage and, you know, kind of the sense, the opportunity for the church to worship based on not no hindrances, the words are right. I mean, just all the things that go into, mm-hmm. you know, great delivery by the worship team. And we want to do all we can to deliver well so that the name of Jesus can be lifted up without people saying, wow that was too loud or that was too soft or <laughs> that was too weird or, you know, whatever yeah. the thing is that people want to talk about. If you only attack the delivery side and you don't back up a little bit to see these other components, mm-hmm. then you never get it fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just willy nilly. You're just sitting there saying, Oh, well, let's try to do this. Let's try to do that. So you got to really have all these kind of tied together. If you have delivery that didn't go so well one mm-hmm. day, then you can look back to see, well, did your team have good direction? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all the things that fall into direction. Yeah. Like, were they able to, to you know, know the songs and know what was coming up? Or did you even practice? I mean, like, did they have an opportunity to make did it? Did you even practice? Make it happen. <laughs> and um, and we've had a lot of Sundays where we've had to wing it because there wasn't midweek or, mm-hmm. you know, VBS week at church. The stage is all covered. <laughs> and so we just show up on Sunday and hope. Hey, I love playing in front of, like, a jungle scene or, like, a, a <laughs> Arctic snow scene or what whatever, you know, that... The, yeah. you know the theme is for that week the space theme i mean like that's we, that's just fun it's fun squeezing <laughs> in to the little area there yeah well, it, 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 that's a 60 decoration dec- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true what does the decoration look like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh man that's this good. that could go places on its own well um, and we could talk about some of these but the way they tie together really kind of blows your mind because mm-hmm. if your team doesn't have direction then how can they do good delivery but another word in here is development. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if your team isn't being developed, like if they aren't learning more and growing more and given the resources to you know, improve, and, um, and if you have a couple of these without the other, like if you have a lot of direction but don't really help develop your team, like mm-hmm. if you say, hey, we're, gonna, we're, we're here at this level and now we're going to bump up to a, a level 10 in this area. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this last couple of weeks. You know, an example is, using chord sheets to using just the back wall to memorizing. Like oh, yeah. if we just go from, you know, three weeks of guitar lessons to memorizing next week's worship, man, that's like, you haven't given any time to develop. I mean, you yeah. can't do that. And it's then a big jump. that backs up to dedication. So if your people aren't developed and given direction, they're not going to be very dedicated and, mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. If they're not very dedicated, they're not going to really welcome development and direction. I mean, it all ties together and, and yep. kind of like helps bring about this great delivery. Well, that's awesome. We got these five things and let's just talk about each one of them a little bit and, uh, you know, just going down this list. So number one we have here is uh, dedication. Yeah, and we'll put these posts on the um, Worship Leader Toolbox yeah, cool. podcast, so, or not podcast, the blog, so that you can just read each one of them. But um, So dedication is basically the idea of pulling your worship team together and growing in, in God's grace mm-hmm. and discipleship. And there's a lot of ways you could look at this. Sometimes people think of uh, worship team members as just musicians. So in that sense, you could pull in somebody who is not walking with Christ and they play music. And then in the process of doing it, they wind up, you know, growing. And we've talked about this numerous times. I feel like I could see an argument both ways. I mean, like there's been a lot of people who have uh, unknowingly met Jesus because they wanted to play drums. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of benefit to that. And you want people to be dedicated, though, and you want Mm -hmm. to grow your team and figure out a way to help them grow in in Christ and not just be on the schedule. Yeah. And so dedication is a, you know, a 
part of this whole picture. Mm-hmm. People are dedicated to serving. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest ways to help cultivate that dedication is that you care about the person beyond how they're serving. You know, if it's like, you know, guitar, drums, vocals, lights, audio, whatever, you know, if all you care about is what they are doing for the team, they're going to quickly fade away, you know, but if you care about, you know, what's going on in life and, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, I just, you know, hey, you know, I I saw that, you know, Carter was, you know, was in the hospital. What's, what's going on? You know, if that's like the conversation you have when they first walk in, because that's what they've been dealing with for the last three days mm-hmm. versus, you know, Hey, did you re- memorize those chords or whatever? You know, yeah. like that right there is like, man, this person cares about, you know, me and my life and my family. And like, you just kind of, you know, you know, you kind of like build that trust and that relationship. Yeah, that's true. And, and that, and it's kind of the foundation of the whole entire yeah uh, ministry team is that yeah. you're in community. And the community isn't just for good friend circle. It's for, so that all of you can be friends and grow in Jesus. Yeah. So it's like the whole foundation. So that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's good. All right. Number two, development. Yep. And this is the one I kind of focused in on a minute ago. But, yeah. you know, inviting people to grow in their skill is a huge part mm-hmm. of continuing helping the church to grow. Mm-hmm. And development take a lot of angles. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. you know, learning a new song or learning a new part or listening to a, a, a track or a, an mp3 file that you know say low ground try to do it just like this mm-hmm. and there can also just be development other ways like circle up for prayer and mm-hmm. invite somebody to lead in prayer aloud yeah. and for a lot of worship team members that's not necessarily a norm yeah so there's two different aspects like you're just saying and I, and I haven't had this experience but it, it would be hard to like you know have someone who is like you know fantastic but they're spiritually broken right you know, if they're like fantastic at their craft or whatever, like to the point where like that is their God, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't actually like invest in their, you know, their walk with Christ. I think then at that point you need to like, okay, we're going to put things on pause and I want to, you know, disciple this person and develop them in that area because then that would, you know, come out in their worship leading. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and that's gets back to, you know, somebody just being along for the ride. One, one guy I heard, one time say it anybody can join the worship team mm-hmm. but you have to meet requirements to stay on the worship team oh okay. and so i've always thought that was a wise kind of thing that's because good. yeah you don't want somebody just sitting there that's gonna you know never catch the message because serving in a worship ministry is not all it's cut out look what it looks like yeah i mean like you miss most sermons i mean yeah. like you just you're not you're sacrificing mm-hmm. as, as a faithful person to say i'm gonna be in in this thing yeah so i mean are there sundays when it just goes haywire and i pretty much you know if i'm gonna hear the sermon it's it's the i mean i'm, I'm gonna piece it together between four different services or i'm gonna listen to it the next morning on a podcast yeah so i mean it's not for the faint heart just to yeah. be up there like that all the time yeah and, and it's not just sunday morning i mean because you know if if you have things set up how you know, we've experienced in the past or whatever, but like you have like a midweek rehearsal, right? So you're also sacrificing time with your family, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not just like, you know, that's a huge thing. And then depending on, you know, you know, do you have Saturday and Sunday services or, you know, how does that all work? You know, or do you have Sunday morning and Sunday night services? I mean, so it's not like you said, for the faint of heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, also you, you, you hit on it, but another like development thing is there's tons of resources out there to help, you know, your musician learn parts, you know, like worship tutorials or, um, I can't think of one. Um, I forget what well, it's called. Worship artistry is one that we've been, Wor- that's what you guys have been using like videos. Yeah. Stuff. That's been good. Yeah. Worship artistry, you know, uh, getting things in there, um, it, like getting an MP3 file of the same key, 
um, and then like, hey, this is the how we're going to do it. And then like, you know, if you use Planning Center, you know, getting the core charts in there in that order, like all those things go help developing your team. So, yep. you know, it's all investment. That's true. That's awesome. All right. So uh, number three is direction. Number And again, these are building on each other and they build in reverse as well. Yes. But, um, it's going to be hard to develop people unless you give them direction, yeah. as we already mentioned. So yeah. direction comes in the form of pre-planning and mm -hmm. pre-setting up things and direction from the preaching and the planning and all those things. And not to put the burden on people, I mean, there's plenty of worship teams, depending on your church and culture and pastor style, that are able to pull off great corporate worship without having every song line up with the message. I mean, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit can do a lot <laughs> with, yeah. with a humble heart and authentic team. So you don't have to, like, you know, go nuts. But, but given whatever direction you can to your team so that you're able to say, this is the time we're practicing. This is what we're doing. This is what I want you to play. This is what mm -hmm. we need you to do. And however that plays out. Yeah. And given direction, like through Planning Center, that's mm -hmm. a... That's been a great tool. Oh, yeah. But in some ways, even Planning Center is like at some point, you know, you got to develop people on that. And then <laughs> at some point, they that kind of becomes like old news. And then you're basically, you find yourself, you know, pulling off our friend who sends you a text to say, I just sent you an email. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I just sent you a Planning Center request. But yeah. even that is like direction. Like, yeah. hey, here's the steps. Here's how <laughs> you can easily plug into this whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, for a little bit, I was helping um, out with Andrew, friend of the podcast, um, at his church. And one of the things that they do, um, before their midweek rehearsal is they actually like get together and they actually like talk through the, the full worship flow. So they'll be like, all right, so, you know, at this time we're going to start the five minute countdown. And then, you know, at this time, uh, worship team, worship band, uh, you know, come on stage. And then when this happens, you know, like they like literally talk through, every aspect of what's going to go on. So everyone's on the same page mm -hmm. and then they do the rehearsal. And I, I found that very like one, um, helpful, but also I was like, man, this is like such a simple thing. If you look at past Sundays, you know, throughout, you know, serving in ministry, you know, how many times have the, has there been a hiccup that could have easily been fixed? Had you just, had we just spent like, you know, three to five minutes, talking through mm -hmm. the worship flow and you know it's like you know that kind of direction you know pays dividends on yeah you know the whole morning that's so. true all right number four is the delivery and this is the anchor of the little image i hope we can put this image in the podcast notes i don't know if we can but it'll be on the podcast blog it'll be on the blog yeah, yeah. i keep saying the podcast everybody's gonna be confused <laughs> look at the podcast blog or the blog of the podcast or whatever. <laughs> where am i looking <laughs> But delivery is sort of the anchor, and that yeah. is the like the tip of the iceberg that everybody sees, and mm -hmm. down below is all these things that they don't see. What they see in the delivery is that if these other things have been working well, mm -hmm. so it, if what you just described, like um, meeting together before the service to talk through the flow, and even and even that is like you'd have to do that before each service because of you know all the, it's just interesting to think about you know each and it doesn't even you know, multiple services in, in Sunday or that that one. You know, yeah, one style three times or whatever the case yeah, is. Yeah. Um, that delivery aspect is is uh, what people see and and how they go about responding. Mm -hmm. And whatever you can do in direction development, dedication, debriefing to help bring about uh, as seamless as possible of a flow, so that there's not a hindrance to people being able to worship. Mm -hmm. 
And I know that's personality stuff. Like as a worship leader, when I'm in other congregations sitting there, I can't help but notice things like how they're doing it and lyrics and lighting and yeah. stuff and whatever else. And and sometimes I'm taking notes like, hey, this would be great. And other times I'm like, I wonder why they did that. Yeah. And then every once in a while I just kind of you know transcend that and kind of say, oh, this has been awesome. And you yeah. know, and maybe it's just like I do that for a little bit and then it moves to something else because you know when it comes down to it, we all know that God is not in. You know, the worship of God is not in the production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worship of God is in the heart, and the production is just around there to, yeah. you know, as tools to lift up his name. So yeah. it's just like, that's the thing. But Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Serving in ministry for, you know, I don't even know, like 10 or 12 years now um, in different aspects. You know, I've served in, you know, small churches. And when I say small churches, I mean like, you know, I was serving at one church, and the first Sunday I was there, there was eight people there. And that included myself, my wife, our son, and my mom. Okay. <laughs> so, like, we were half of the the people who were there. <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I mean? But then I've also served in, you know, churches that had, you know, you know, a thousand plus people, you know, on a weekend. You know what I mean? And with any, like, ministry book and ministry podcast or blog or conversation or whatever, there's, you know, insights and nuggets that you can take from each little thing and apply to your context. You know, like the church uh, where I was, you know, there was eight people. Well, yeah, I'm not going to like talk about light production and this, that and the other, you know, it's like, but we talked about the importance of dedication by building relationship. And Uh like, that's super important, especially whenever you're doing ministry at that level. Like that's more important than, you know, if the organ player played the right key or whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. It's fact, if the organ player doesn't play the right key, it's like the relationships grow stronger. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) Okay, so we're going on a tangent now. My favorite memory of this little church I was at, it was um, it was at a little church, and it was at the end of the service, and I was praying uh, to close the service. And, and during the prayer, I heard something. So like I like, well, what's going on? So I like open my eyes, and I look up, and there's a bat flying, swooping above these people. And like I tried to be as smooth and as cool as I could. I was like, I was like praying, but then all of a sudden I transitioned to like, okay, guys, I'm no longer praying right now. And I'm just letting you know that there is a bat flying above all of your heads right now. And I, I wanted to like keep calm, cool and collect, but like obviously panic, you know, hit and everything yeah. went crazy. They also talk about that to this day and it's been a couple of years, you know what I mean? That's so funny. it's, you know, it's just kind of building little community moments, but, um, but I digress. Let's get back to this list. A quick recap. Well, it's pretty average to what to talk about a bat. A bat. Later. Like it's not very. I mean, like it's not a big experience people have. It's yeah. I mean, I don't know how. I've, I've never experienced a bat flying around like that before. Not that my life is the norm of everybody's life in America, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you have a low batting average. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the five D's. So the first one was dedication. Then we have development direction, delivery, and finally, Tim, debriefing. So this little image is a circle, sort of, and you can kind of visualize, and hopefully it's made sense here, but debriefing really is what happens to help you fix what you need to fix, and it's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And no matter where your church is on the spectrum that we got off on the tangent of, (laughs) you always can grow to, there's always something you can learn, and some way you can improve, and some way you can build on what you've got. So debriefing helps that. And you don't want to just debrief and like, you know, rattle off a whole bunch of things everybody did wrong and, mm-hmm. you know, grade it with a D plus and go home and everybody's sad because, <laughs> um, you know, worship is about the heart and it is about really a broken heart. I mean, yeah. like, so there's a lot that can be said for just stand up there and, and just 
vulnerability and all those things. But debriefing can help whenever you say, hey, what's our steps here? Like yeah. what worked, what didn't, and how are we going to fix it? And who's going to fix it? And who's responsible for it over the next week or month or whatever you're going to yeah. do? And so we've had we've had that on numerous occasions because that's um, some of my style. I love to sit and talk about it afterwards. And I grew up as a preacher's kid, so you know Sunday lunch was a lot of, oh, why'd that person do that? Yeah, we're going to have to tell them not to do that. Okay, well, we'll make sure we don't do that. And so I just kind of lived in that world. But I do know that whenever you come back together and say, wow, all of a sudden we realized on that Sunday that the 15-minute overlap is going to require that we have two people helping with this particular role so that we can do this or that. Mm-hmm. And you catch that and you say, we got to fix that. we got to work on this. we got to make sure this doesn't happen again. Debriefing plays into delivery because mm-hmm. it helps it improve. Each of these others play into it, obviously, as well. And debriefing doesn't have to just be about delivery. Most often it is. But it can also be about how you're going to help mm-hmm. set direction better and how you're going to change chords for people when it's needed yeah. or help develop people better or how you're going to improve dedication. And sometimes debriefing and sitting around together. A lot of times at the end of you know intense debriefing times, um, I have we've closed in prayer. I mean, like we, it's not like an official meeting, but you're standing around kicking tires long enough pretty soon. You're like, oh, yeah, that's a big burden we have. We got to fix this and fix that. Let's, <laughs> let's just pray and, and trust that God's going to work through us. Yeah. Debriefing on the other hand is, can also be really practical and planned. Like depending on your church structure, it mm-hmm. might be Monday morning with the paid team, staff person or a pastor or whoever. It could be as simple as 15 minutes after church. You're like, Hey guys, uh, that was awesome. And what happened to that song? We got to mm-hmm. make sure we change that for next time. So yeah. it could be either one or it could be both. Yeah. So, yeah. I think one thing that kind of stands out is, um, and when you, you, you use this like little phrase often and I, I can't remember what the phrase is, but it, it's, uh, it's like the coaching phrase. What do you always, what is that that you always say? Like, yes. And, but now or oh. whatever it is that you normally say. Yeah. It's, you don't say you did good, but you say you did good. Now we need to yeah get this going. Yeah. Like you take it up a level instead of excuse, instead of deleting or making light of what you just gave him a compliment in yeah 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 so that's good so uh this i mean this was a great podcast tim uh, i think there's excellent practical nuggets um in here for uh the small church who has eight people in it or like the church that has thousands of in it um all these nuggets you can hop online and go to the worship leader toolbox.com and uh, we hope that everything that is on there is helpful for you and we want to thank each and every one of you who are listening uh, today. Um, please rate and share this podcast. Uh, share it with your your worship team, um, your your, uh, your ministry, or even if you're just a, a person who stumbled across this podcast somehow and, and you play in a, in a church band and you're like, hey, our worship pastor should hear this. Pass this on to them. Um, that's how we really want to help this ministry to grow and continue to help serve you as you continue to help lift up the name of Jesus and worship with enthusiasm in your church. Hey, this is Ava, and I want to invite you to join us on social media for the Worship Leader Toolbox. Here are some ways you can get connected. You can join the Facebook group, Worship Leader Toolbox Community. You can also like the Facebook page, Worship Leader Toolbox, and we are on Instagram and Twitter at Worship Leader TB. We'll see you there.